Welcome to Math Theater's History Science Theater Podcast, where we use musical theater to inspire excitement about math and science. This is an eight-episode season inspired by the career of chemist and X-ray crystallographer Rosalind Franklin. If this is your first time joining us, start at episode one. History Science Dear Mum and Father, I'm sorry to have missed our Friday dinner this week. To be quite honest, I was in no condition to be around people. I would catch you up on the situation at work, but I know you don't find the science as fascinating as I do, and I fear that going into too much detail about the pursuit of DNA would rather bore you. Suffice it to say, however, that the interpersonal situation has become just as complex as a DNA molecule, and I am quite fatigued to the point of physical pain. I don't like to bring work home with me, so I hope you'll understand why I chose to spend the Sabbath and rest on my own. I'll see you next week, and we can argue about anything you please. All my love to Jen, and to you both, Ross. Gosling, I think for this DNA picture, we'll keep the hydration level as high as we can without it changing to B form. Camera ready. Camera ready. X-ray ready. X-ray ready. DNA ready. Gosling ready. Gosling ready. Gosling. Ready? Sorry, I'm good. But are you ready? Ready. And go. Going. Okay, what's wrong? You're as damp as a DNA molecule in B-form. Did you have to mention DNA B-form? It's just this stupid contest. I hate the way Randall divided up our lab. I mean, my thesis advisor, that's you. Yes, I know. And the assistant head of my department, that's Wilkins. Don't even say his name to me right now. Are no longer on speaking terms. Well, around here, it also seems passive aggression is preferable to debate. Pardon me, but why couldn't you just go along with Wilkins? All he wanted was to bring in help. Gosling, I'm sorry for the position this puts you in, but... Gosling? Hi, Wilkins. How are your experiments going, Gosling? Oh, fine. Made any more brilliant discoveries lately, Gosling? Any more interesting data to share, Gosling? I'm right here, Wilkins. As I was saying, Gosling, I was wondering if you wanted to take a tea break. Some friends from the Cambridge Labs are stopping by with something they want to show us. Show us? I thought Cambridge was working on proteins. Gosling, will you please tell your advisor here that Cambridge is working on proteins? But I've been talking to them about our research. You've been blabbing to more people? I've been chatting with friends who happen to be scientists, and they got excited and wanted to help. Help who? Help you or help themselves? I know you hate advice. Especially from you. But this is for your own good. Not everyone has your best interests at heart. I know I wouldn't want someone using my data without my permission to- Wilkins! Wilkins! Saved by the apparatus that makes a ringing sound. Raymond Gosling, Rosie Franklin, meet my friends- We'll take it from here, Wilkins. 
Shall we, Jim? Yes! We're just a couple of guys. Ideas, we got some. We'll introduce ourselves. I'm Crick. And I'm Watson. A couple of guys. Wily, witty, and wise. So... What are you doing here? My background's in physics. And mine's in biology. I'm English charm. I'm an American novelty. I've got experience. And I'm flushed with youth. I'm older but handsome. He's telling the truth. We're We're just a couple of guys. Ladies, keep your socks on. We'll tell you all you want to know about Crick Crick and and Watson. Watson. A couple of guys. Wily, witty, and wise. Why are you smiling at me like that? I'm the smart one. I'm the clever one. I'm the knowledgeable one. I'm the intelligent one. I'm brainy. I'm brilliant. I'm bright. And I'm bored. Wilkins. But we're just getting started, miss. Or or is it Mrs.? Dr. Franklin. Oh, did you hear that, Crick? Somebody finished a PhD around here. Very funny, Jim. Francis, let's tell them. Oh, by all means, tell us why you've interrupted our workday. Thought you'd never ask. We make a great pair. With a friendship so rare. I'm the A to his T. I'm the C to his G. What did you say? We're a couple of guys. Full of surprises. We're, We're a couple, couple of guys. Say again the part about A to T and C to G. Just something we learned from our old pal Owen Shargaff. In a DNA molecule, there's a one-to-one ratio of the purine and pyrimidine bases. Let's not get ahead of them, Crick. They may not know what purines and pyrimidines are. Excuse me. What do you think we're studying here? I have stacks of pictures. So DNA is composed of three parts. Phosphates and sugars, which probably make the backbone or spine of DNA. Excuse me. You are talking to scientists literally focused on... And nitrogen bases, which somehow convey genetic information. Is he even listening to me? Um, what she means to say is we are all very familiar with the four nitrogen bases of DNA. The purines, adenine and guanine. A and G. And the pyramidines, cytosine and thymine. C and T. You fellows were mentioning something about a Shargaff ratio. Oh, yes. Shargaff basically found that for every A compound, there's a T. And for every C, there's a G. Brilliantly stated, Watson. Likewise, Crick. Why do you know so much about DNA? Randall told me Cambridge was working on proteins. I didn't know Cambridge was also working on DNA. Cambridge isn't. But we are. It's fascinating stuff, and that's why we've come to show you our model. A model? A model? A model of the structure of DNA. How did you build a model? Where's your data? We've been reading journals. And attending lectures. And listening to Wilkins here. And where are your notes? 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 We don't take notes. So, this model is based on other people's data? Yes! Other people's reports? That's that's right! Other people's gossip? For sure! And totally off your own memory? And one more very important thing! What? You see, Rosie, in our minds, we can see inside an atom... Or the span of a swirling galaxy. 
<laughs> you used imagination and leapt right to a model. Well, well, this should be good. We have the phosphate group, the sugar group, and of course those nitrogen bases. Watson? A C G T. Get on with it. You're right, Wilkins. She is all business. Uh, but back to our model, courtesy of imagination. Nature loves its patterns, its structures to compose. In a garden, beans are scattered, and this pattern will grow. Just look inside a seashell or whisper in an ear, and, and nature's, nature's favorite pattern will appear. What's the rhyme of a vine as it climbs with a twirl? What's the shape that it takes? It's a helix. A helix? In the bell of a shell, there's an elegant whirl. Don't you gape at that shape? It's a helix. A helix? Even proteins, those marvelous molecules The pattern that repeats follows those helical rules So now we herald the reprisal of another splendid spiral The model of the structure of DNA Hold on What? A single helix? A single helix, I know It's beautiful Where's the water? I don't know, this is your lab Try down the hall? No, your model. The water, where's it supposed to go? What do you mean, the water? You got me. Well, at least Wilkins hasn't leaked all of our data. Hey. But seeing as how our discovery is safely on its way to publication, I'll go ahead and tell you that DNA is a very thirsty molecule. It soaks up an enormous amount of water. Enough hydration that it changes state from a dry form A... To a wet form B. Gosling, you're a rising star. Now, your model has a backbone of phosphates. Arranged in a helix. Yes, yes, arranged in a helix. But you put the phosphates in the middle, with the nitrogen bases coming off like spikes. In reality, the phosphates should be on the outside so that the water can bond to them. Based on actual data, the DNA molecule has phosphates surrounding the outside encased in a sheath of water. We're, We're wrong. wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong? They're wrong. You want my advice? Models are for after you've done the research. You've looked at every angle and you know the structure. A model only tells you what could be. Data tells you what is. It was nice to meet you, Crick. Watson. Now, if you'll excuse us, we have some research to do. Gosling. Uh, nice to meet you two. Pleasure. Mmm, cheers. Good grief, you have to work with her. Tell me about it. She's a killjoy. She did raise some good points. What a sad sack. Maybe she should do something with her hair. Maybe we should read some of her papers. I call her the Dark Lady. Ah, uh, come on, boys. I'll buy you a drink. Now you see why I can't work with Wilkins. Because he shares your data. Yes, but it's more than that. Take that erroneous model that Watson and Crick made. The one with the phosphates on the inside? Yes. Now what if Wilkins had made that model? What would people say? They'd point out his error and tell him to try again. Exactly. Now what if I had made that model? What would people say? They'd point out your error and... Oh. 
and insinuate that I can't analyze data. So every time Wilkins looks at my data and tells me we need more people on the team, what he's really saying is that I can't do my job. Maybe he's saying that he has trouble with his job. Regardless, I don't need more help. I need more data. Back to the x-ray camera, it's almost been 100 hours. Still impressed how you make time fly. And stop. Stopping. And let's see what... Oh. What is... Oh. It's an X. This has been History Science Theatre Podcast by Math Theatre. Script by Ricky Coates and Sadie Bowman. Music and lyrics by Sadie Bowman. While this podcast is inspired by true events, some artistic license has been employed. To access discussion guides and historical notes for each episode, as well as bonus episodes where we sit down with real scientists, not actors, to talk about the science in this show, you can get those benefits by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash maththeater. Your support at any level means the world to us. This episode featured Alex Schillinger as Raymond Gosling, Sam Keane as Morris Wilkins, Mark Gutman as James Watson, Joe McMorrow as Francis Crick, and Sadie Bowman as Rosalind Franklin. Sadie Bowman and Mark Gutman are the co-founders of Math Theater. Mark's parody songs about calculus back in the mid-2000s launched a thousand ships, including this one. Joe McMorrow orchestrated the outro music you're hearing right now, and he collaborates with Mark Gutman on Math Theater's sister project, I Can Has Math. Together, Mark and Joe have produced an expansive repertoire of math songs, and they really do make a great pair. Nerd out to their math tunes at icanhasmath.bandcamp.com. History Science Theater Podcast has been a production of Math Theater. We use live theater to tell stories that inspire excitement about math and science. For information about our live shows and other interactive theatrical experiences, visit us at maththeater, that's M-A-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot com and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. History!